Hello and welcome to Sting. Sting. Stung. <laughs> Today we have Alex Sabina. Josh Craig. Alvin Modesto. Welcome. Welcome, new co hosts. Uh, last week's episode is on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Play Music, and Apple Music. It was a pretty successful first episode. I think it went smoothly. Uh, so please go give that a listen if you are listening to the second episode right now. Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. I am a senior at Choctaw High School. I'm in the theater program. Been been in it since freshman year, actually. Um, I'm a waitress at a local diner. And that's about all I have to say about myself. Very nice. Joshua Craig. Uh, yeah, Garrison, my name is Josh Craig. I, uh, I'm a sophomore. Uh, I've been in the theater program and Mr. Bass's class, Miss Burton's class for most of middle school, most of high school. So very nice. And our guest of honor to my left, Mr. Alvin Modesto, give us your introduction, please. Uh, I have seen the Empress New Groove, a record setting 2.7 thousand times. Okay, that, that That's perfect impressive. transition. It's a great film. Into our very first segment, let's talk about movies. Oh yeah, Alex, what are some of your favorite movies? Okay, and some people may say that this is just this is just cringy for me to say this, but A Star Is Born. Okay, one but it, the, it's a good movie. One of the best movies I've ever seen. All of the all of the remakes of it. Honestly, there's not one. That falls short of telling the story. It's beautiful. And all of the actors and actresses that are in each movie are gorgeous. So it makes it better. Yeah. So that constitutes a good movie for you, whether the stars are attractive or not. It's important. It's like I'm staring at the screen for two hours. I want to look at something that's nice to look at. Okay. Josh, do you share that same sentiment? Um. I actually don't judge people based on their appearances. Um, okay. No. But I do agree with what she's saying about A Star is Born. It's a great movie. And you have any others that you watch frequently or enjoy? At the moment, I haven't really been watching, watching anything. I would uh, just like to point out the fact that... Joshua Craig has uh, previewed my outline for today's episode and has written down answers to each question that I have. No, it's not even that. He was on his Netflix app looking at his oh <laughs> movies that he's watched recently. Just, you know, answer. You know. Just answer the question. It's um, not a hard one. There's this movie I watched called Mud the other night that was really good. It's about this guy who is running from the cops and he's living on an island. And uh, he meets these two boys and kind of wraps them all up into it and, excuse my voice crack, mm, wraps them all up into it and then, great film. I've been thinking about watching that actually. I might watch that tonight. Alvin, what are some of your favorite movies? And if you could please describe to us why they are your favorite movies, why you choose to watch these films over any other film, just anything in your spare time that you really love watching give us the rundown here well i do like to go ahead go to the thrift stores and purchase several vhs tapes that is definitely a fun thing to do what kind of vhs tapes 
do you purchase at thrift stores? Yes. And are you <laughs> are you talking like thrift stores as in vintage stock or thrift stores as in Goodwill? Thrift stores as in locally owned kind because I find that they have the best deals on precious, precious VHS tapes. Okay, so is that like home movies from the 1950s or is VHS that... was not introduced into the late 70s. Okay. Is that home movies from the late 70s? Uh, I do like finding blanks. Unfortunately, the luck I've had so far is not very good because I've only, because out of the two blanks I've gotten, one of them was in a case labeled The Lost World Jurassic Park, like it was a retail case, but the tape inside was a recording of some television show from the early 2000s about this woman who turns into a tiger. The Tiger Queen. No, okay. no, no. It was like it was so something. It sounds like we're describing S. the plot of Wonder Woman 1984 at this point. I think she rents some VHS tapes somewhere Speaking in that movie. Speaking of Wonder no. Woman, no. I went to see that recently. It's very bad. It's it wasn't very the best thing movie. I've ever seen. I'll have to admit it. But I also have the attention span of a mouse, and I fell asleep about five times. So if that says anything about the movie. Yeah, Alex, her take says that uh, don't watch the movie. It's a bad movie. If she doesn't like it, neither should you. <laughs> I have not seen it, but I probably will see it illegally at some point. Illegally, okay. Am I allowed, oh! am I allowed to say that? <laughs> That's fine. Um, whatever you want. <laughs> describe to us the, uh, the ad that you were showing me yesterday about piracy. That was actually quite nice. Uh, it starts off with a rock music. With a rock music? With the, with words flashing on screen in full early 2000s force. You wouldn't steal a car. Show, and it shows a person stealing a car. You wouldn't steal a purse. Shows a person stealing a purse. You wouldn't steal a television. Stealing a television. You wouldn't steal a movie. Person going into a... Blockbuster and steal and stealing a DVD, all while the same rock music is playing over the entire thing. But and there's one it, caveat. And then it suddenly cuts to a girl at her computer saying, "Piracy is illegal." And the funny thing is, the rock music that was playing the entire time was actually used illegally by the studios. <laughs> That is the funny part. (laughs) That just shows you how corrupt Hollywood is. Yeah, they'll do anything to get a quick buck. Hypocrisy (laughs) at its finest, right? (laughs) Yeah, of course. So let's uh, move on to the movie theater closures real quick. So uh, we talked about this earlier, but uh, I think the only theaters that are open right now are uh, a select few AMC's. I know Tinseltown is closed, Harkins is closed, and I really miss going to the movies with my family and watching new things that come out. And uh, the lack of new movies being produced right now is very sad, but it's very understandable with uh, the current circumstances that we're living in. But um, do you guys miss going to the movies at all? I don't know if you guys frequent movie theaters at all, but is that something that, that, that you miss? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's definitely like... When you think back to when you were a kid, like a lot of your memories with your family are going to the movie theater and stuff like that. So it definitely 
kind of takes a toll wanting to go there and then being told we can't. Yeah. It's just very sad for me because it's always been like me and my dad's thing to go to the movies alone and see something new, whether it's good or horrible. If it's horrible, we make fun of it. If it's good, we always talk about it on the way home and point out things that uh, either one of us missed or uh, caught something that the other person didn't. And it it's really sad to not have those times anymore. What about you, Alvin? Do you go to the movies at all or do you just I, rent weird VHS tapes from thrift stores? I go to the movie. I go to movies semi-regularly, like I went to see some of the more recent Marvel movies mm-hmm. and most of the Disney Star Wars films. Those are bad. Those are real bad. They aren't, and you know it. <clears throat> but, uh, you see, when I went to see Endgame, that was the peak theater experience. You know, I was cheering with everybody in the theater. It was fun watching it with everyone because it felt like we were all Marvel fans watching the movie. When I went to see the Lego movie 2, one of the parents in the same row as us gave up and gave her child the phone on full brightness halfway through. Nice. That's good. I love when that happens. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We went to go see Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie, me and my dad. And um, the theater was surprisingly packed for that movie. But uh, right behind us, there were these guys that would not stop talking. And they were probably three of the most obnoxious people that I have ever seen in my entire life. And I think I almost had an aneurysm trying not to turn around and say something to them throughout the entire movie. Describe to me, Mr. Alvin Modesto, some of your worst movie theater experiences right here, right now. Well, there was that. Mm-hmm. The full brightness baby. That's a, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much it. No other bad movie theater experiences? I have one. Go ahead. Is it when we went to go see Joker? No. No, actually, it's not. The last time I went to the movies seeing Wonder Woman, um, there was... Well, at the movie theater I was in, the seats were all separated. Where'd you go? It was in Missouri. And so I came with like my entire family that I was visiting at the time, and we all had to sit separate. So that kind of sucked. Um, cause you know, it wasn't the full experience. It was nice to be back at the movies, but yeah, but, um, the seats were like electric so you could push a button. Well, there was a kid behind me and he was going ham with those buttons on the seat. His chair was like er, 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 the whole entire time. And then he also had some quarters or something that he was playing with. So it was just like chains, just just like clanking the entire movie. Just shaking a baby bottle pop behind you in your Literally. ear. Literally. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I definitely am that kid in the movie theater. Who <laughs> the quarters, yeah. so. Josh traveled out to Missouri just to make you hate that well, movie. Let's even talk more. about the movie theaters that have this, the butt warmers. And then, you know, when you turn on the, the heat oh, on the chair yeah. and then halfway through the movie, you're so into it. You realize, oh, my God, my butt, my is, butt is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> movie theaters have butt warmers. Oh, yeah. Where is this movie theater? Oh, yeah. Well, the new one that they just shut down. The Warren in Midwest City that just got shut down, which sucks. I really liked that theater. It was very good. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog in the theater with my friends. The screen was massive. Yes, Yes. it was. It was very good. I saw Joker there, and it was absolutely incredible. My friends also saw Joker there Mm -hmm. without me. 
Oh, and um, nice. 1917. Oh my goodness, that movie is so. Have you seen that? Either of you? Oh my goodness, it's like it's filmed in a way where it looks like the entire movie is one continuous shot, so the camera just follows the subject the entire time and never cuts. It is. Well, it is. They beautiful. only had one cut in the whole entire movie. I don't think. Th- I think they had like. I think it was maybe like 15, but they disguised them very well. Because I remember watching it, and uh, there was only one part in the movie where the whole screen went black for like a millisecond, mm-hmm. and that was like the time I thought. It is so cool, though. We we got to watch it together, Josh, because it is incredible. Alvin's not invited? Yes. Alvin, you know what? You can come. Bring some of your VHS tapes. We'll uh, <laughs> plop them in, and... Uh, We'll watch those together. Okay. Well, I'll bring my Tiger Woman. Tiger Woman? <laughs> I don't. I forgot what the name of it was. So. Tiger Queen. Yes, please. If you could please send me a uh, a video of you watching Tiger Woman, that would be. Speaking very nice. of Tiger Queen, uh, have you been up to date with the Tiger King drama going on today? No, I haven't. So, What's happening? Uh, President Trump pardoned Little Wayne this morning, and uh, <laughs> it has yet. To been uh, released into the media, um, if he's gonna do it for the Tiger King for for Joe Exotic, I, I we don't we'll find think... out about noon. As what I believe. wait, did you, Donald Trump pardoned Lil Wayne? Yes. What did Lil Wayne do? You know, I don't even know. I just heard it on the news this morning. But they said that he was, I guess, putting Joe Exotic on a back burner. And I guess maybe, like, waiting to hype it up for us. The media, we don't know. Do you think that once Joe Biden is sworn in, he will continue that and uh, pardon Joe Exotic? Oh, so... Apparently, I'm Lil being Wayne. told by my uh, <laughs> my editor off to the right that uh, Lil Wayne has a possession of firearms charge, and that is why he was pardoned. By yes, got to do it legally, folks. By the Donald, yeah. By the Donald. But back to my question: Do you think that uh, Joe Biden would pardon Joe Exotic? Is Joe Exotic really worthy of a pardon, though? That's, that's a like, good question. That's the question you really have to ask. It's because like. As a fan base, I would say, "Oh, heck yeah, let's let's pardon Joe Exotic," but <laughs> just for the giggles of it, he actually did some pretty bad things. Did some really horrible things. Okay, okay I think I have news in. Hold on, real quick. I think what we need to do is do a little bit of soul searching in Joe Exotic and see what <laughs> can he do. For our country. You know, right. the, the reason that Don pardoned Lil Wayne is because he makes incredible music. Okay? Kodak Alvin Black. is holding Black. up a finger. Lollipop. Hold on. Hold on, Alvin. I'll get to you in just one moment after this conversation, and then we'll move to Alex. Lil Wayne makes incredible music. Okay? So he Define really... incredible. <sighs> Sing me one song. Have you ever Lil listened Wayne, to a Lil I've Wayne I've never song listened that... to a Lil Wayne song he in my life. He sings a song that's like... Like a lollipop. I can't say any more words. Is that the one that he sings? (laughs) Okay. But Lil Wayne brings people together with his music. Okay? (laughs) That's the thing that we have to really realize. What does Joe Exotic do 
to better our country and our circumstances. Can Joe Exotic cure the coronavirus? I'm gonna have I to argue. So. I'm gonna have to argue with you that I believe Joe Exotic br- brought my family closer than ever. Sitting around the dinner table okay, on but a was Sunday it- afternoon after church, watching Tiger King. Mm-hmm. No better feeling in the world. Okay, but was it Joe Exotic that brought you together, or was it the creators of the Tiger King? Because they put it together. Joe Exotic would not have had that outreach that he had if it wasn't for the people that is put it, it together. Is it Little Wayne's voice that brings people together, or is it the writers who write his songs? I think. Is it the producers who produce it together? I think yeah. Lil Wayne's voice, in combination with his melodic beats, really. <laughs> Really bring us together as a unit. Okay. okay, I I can't stand to listen to this conversation anymore. But I need to tell you before no, oh, we before okay, we change. Okay, but it's a valid t- question. What can Joe Exotic do for our country? I mean, he can show us cool stinking tigers and open a zoo. He can make us zoo. new top hits country music. Can he make us new top hits country music, or can his ghostwriters make Obviously, us? Obviously, according music? to today, he can't do anything for a really long time because oh. Donald Trump did not pardon him. Oh, he Even didn't make though the list. for hours he's had his limo waiting outside the prison, uh, Trump failed to of pardon course, him. Of course, of course, Joe Exotic has a limo waiting outside of the prison. That is incredible. Yeah. I bet and that also, was a really sad walk back to his cell. Oh yeah, man. Get in here, Tiger Boy. <laughs> Alvin, your turn. You can speak I've been now. sitting here smiling for a couple of minutes, and I've just had one question on my mind. Uh-huh. What is Tiger King and who is Joe Exotic? Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. Let's get into uh let's get into a little bit of a little bit of some politics today. How's that sound? I feel like we've Joy. already been arguing about politics this whole time. I mean, Lil Wayne, Joe Exotic, come on. Yeah, those are two prevalent figures in <laughs> politics today. Exactly. Lil Wayne and Joe Exotic. Okay, so <laughs> with this school year, we've had a lot of changes. We've had to worry about whether or not we're going to be online or in person every week. And it's not a fun time. On top of that, we have to wear masks. Personally, I love the masks. I don't have to express any emotion to anyone at any time. It's incredible. But with that being said, Governor Stitt is trying to put in place a new motion to uh, cut down on our quarantine in schools. This quote from Governor Stitt states, we need to put our students first and we need to get them back in class. Refusing to offer in-person schools is jeopardizing our kids' education, it's jeopardizing teachers' careers, and it's jeopardizing the future of the state of Oklahoma. What do you think about that? It's definitely a very two-sided argument. There's one side. I'm torn, almost. Well, try not to think of it as if you have a like political standpoint on this just think of yourself as a student which you are what what is your student perception of this situation does it make you uncomfortable what are your thoughts on it as a student i personally don't want to be sitting in a room full of sick kids Mm -hmm. with the potential to bring that home to my family with the potential to spread that to other people outside of the schools and it's just I think what he's saying, it's stupid and it's an uneducated response to 
angry people that are bashing him for not being in school. Mm -hmm. Uh, With what he said, refusing to offer in-person school is jeopardizing our kids' education, it's jeopardizing teachers' careers, and it's jeopardizing the future of the state of Oklahoma. So by getting everybody sick, the future of Oklahoma is going to be great. Is that... Yeah, I think it's saying. I think it's kind of a contradictory statement because he's trying to say that in order to further our health as a state, we should make sure that those students are in school. But if those students are in school and they're sick and they spread that to more people, that in itself hurts the future of Oklahoma. So having us in school isn't going to determine like oh oh my goodness this changes the whole course of oklahoma history it it just doesn't what it does is it hurts us more and more each and every day because if we come in we get exposed to somebody with covid 19 and they allow us to immediately come back into the school setting then we're potentially exposing 10 20 30 more kids every day right and i think that is a horrible place to be in this situation. I mean, cases rise every single day. It just gets worse and worse. And for them to say, we're not going to do this quarantine thing. If you have a mask on, it's okay. I think that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yes, Alex. I just wish there was some sort of middle ground that, that could please both sides of this argument, but there's not. And I don't think there will be, but I can, I can agree on the fact that Yes, for the for the students who are getting quarantined for 14 extra days and they're going and getting tested and their test is coming out negative and they still have to stay home the rest of their quarantined. That's that's awful. That is that is jeopardizing their education. But if we were to still take the same precautions and do contact tracing and and let the students know who may have been in contact with the person who tested positive, let them know, let them go get a test. If it's negative, bring them back to school. Why are we taking why are we taking 14 extra days? Um, like, I don't know. I, I know that when I got exposed Obviously, if I'm in contact with anybody after I have been exposed, I'm going to let them know, hey, you might want to go get tested. I was exposed. I'm going to go get tested, yada, yada. I'll let you know the results. But I'm not 100% positive about everyone that I came into contact with during that time of exposure. Um, I actually tested positive back uh, like the first week of November is when mm-hmm. I found out. And we were we were still on that that awkward stage in school where it was online and and at home and and yada yada. But I was in school. Um, I found out after a weekend as I was at home during my quarantine, like trying to recover from from the virus. I was getting calls from the health department directly to me. Mm -hmm. And there was a lady who was basically on my case. She said, um, Tell me where you go to school. Tell me all of your friends' names. Uh, Tell me all your siblings' names. I gave her all this information so that she called them for me and, like, let me know. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that if the school could take some sort of precaution like that, even getting us, the students, like, 
someone from the health department on our case just it would just if we had more communication throughout this entire thing i feel like we would all be a lot safer than we are i'm not saying at all that it, the school board is completely default it, it is 100% our student body people showing complete ignorance to this situation um, people not wearing masks at football games i've gotten very upset about this in the past, but it, it is a problem. I mean, students refusing to wear masks coming into the school, students refusing to wear masks at games, at public events. It, it, it's a problem that we all need to address. But Alvin, your thoughts on this situation. Alvin is posted up in every class with about three or four masks on his face at a time, so I know you have a strong opinion about this. I wear three masks because one of my closest family members, my grandmother, is mm -hmm. older and is at risk because of this whole thing. Yeah, that, I'm right there with you. I have elderly grandparents, and when I got it, I quarantine from them for an extra couple of days after my 14-day quarantine was up because I don't want any chance of them getting it because if they get it, there is potential that they could be harmed. At the school, I have seen dozens of people either wearing the mask with their nose hanging out mm -hmm. or not wearing it at all, and that's something that needs to stop. Yeah. I know for myself, wearing a mask for an entire day can be difficult sometimes, especially if I go from school to work. So there are times where I'll pull it down in order to get like a big breath and then pull it right back up. It's not that difficult to just keep your mask on the whole time, but I don't know. I wear glasses and wearing a mask Typically, if you don't have it right, fogs up the glasses to where you can't see a thing. Mm -hmm. And you have to constantly readjust your mask in the middle of the store. But I still wear it. And it's probably... I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a problem. But uh, here are some quotes from the Oklahoma Education Association in relation to what Governor Stitt had to say about the cutting down of the quarantine for students. The governor says schools aren't open, but we're all, where are all these schools that aren't open? Many educators and support professionals have been battling the pandemic while teaching, feeding students, and keeping everyone safe. Burnout is real, and many have been sick. Some have died. Don't accuse teachers of not trying when they are in the fire right now. Here's another one. The governor says schools are safe, but what is he doing to ensure that? He calls for no quarantining when there is a mask policy, but won't demand strong mask policies. He cherry picks data instead of historic, uh, holistically tacking the tackling the pandemic. Even sources cited by the governor say that school buildings are no longer safe when community spread reaches dangerous levels. I don't really know what to say about it anymore because um, this is a tangent that we're all on at all times. Yeah. Uh, right before Christmas break, you remember how we came back to school for like 
two weeks in between Thanksgiving and Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, we were marked, um, online school before that, right before that, because in our senior class alone, there was over a hundred positive cases. I didn't know that in our senior class. Therefore we went online and two weeks later they brought us all back. And then we came to school for like a week and a half or two. And then it was Christmas break. And then, um, over Christmas break, I'm sure dozens of students, including yourself, um, and and our sound person Courtney, she's saying over Christmas break she also got it. So, um, yeah, it's just I don't know. I clearly the schools are trying to stay open, and I'm not faulting them for that. They need money. They need students. I understand. We don't all want to not come to school for the rest of the year and then find out oh we have to move to Midwest City or Carl Albert now because Choctaw doesn't have enough money to stay open. That, uh, that's not what anybody wants. What we want is to be safe and be healthy. And I think that transitioning to five days a week is not an incredible... Um, like, my... My symptoms during that time weren't extraordinarily bad. Um, I had, uh, I, f- I felt awful for like the first two days, but after that, it completely went away. And I still had all my senses. Even though I felt completely fine, I felt like a normal human being. I didn't go anywhere, I didn't talk to anybody. I still wore my mask around my house. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Yes, Alex. I thought you were going to ask me about my symptoms. Oh, what were your symptoms, Alex? Well, I got coronavirus, um, honestly, on Halloween night uh, because I was not as safe as I should have been. I was around a group of other people um, and I got... I got tested because someone who I was around tested positive before me and I got tested on like a Tuesday and my test results didn't come back until a Thursday. Um, and it wasn't until Saturday that I started feeling like really harsh symptoms. I lost my uh, sense of smell and my sense of taste completely for, uh, honestly, almost the entire month of November. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't taste a single thing. I even bit into an onion. I tried all the TikTok trends, the uh, the microwaving uh, orange and eating it boiling hot. I tried to get everything to get my uh, senses back and none of it worked. But I honestly didn't have much breathing trouble. Uh, that didn't affect me in that way. It was It was like the standing or the walking for a long period of time during that like second week of having the virus was difficult Uh, I took baths because standing in the shower just seemed like too much energy that I was I was exerting but um yeah it affects everyone differently and that's and and everyone's different and that's why it's really important that um the safety precautions need to be need to they need to be ramped up they need to be better because um 
there was someone who in um, close friendship with me and my family who passed away because of the virus. She was she was maybe like 80 years old and she got it. And within the three days of her finding out she got it, she was in a um, coma. She had no function over almost her entire body and they had to take her off of life support um, she was on ventilators all because, uh, and she was safe, uh, but all because of someone else wasn't. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it is really horrible stuff. But, um, with that, I think we're going to wrap up for the day. Um, again, last week's episode is going to be on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Play Music and Apple Play Music or app. <laughs> and Apple, Apple Music. Apple so uh, please go give that a listen if you haven't. This week's episode will be up on Friday around 3 o'clock on all of those same platforms. Thank you for listening to... Sting. Sting. Stop. And we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.